if you ask customers what they wanted, whether it's to be surprised and delighted once or twice, or to get an experience that consistently met their expectations, um, they'd go for the consistent experience almost every time. And, and that's why I advise my right. clients to, to understand customer expectations and then deliver an experience that consistently meets their expectations across all channels. Welcome to Conversations That Matter, a podcast from Unifor. Here, we explore the latest customer experience trends, sales insights, innovations in AI and automation, and more with well-known thought leaders and industry experts. Tune in and join the conversation. Welcome everyone to another amazing podcast. I'm your host, Randy Kassar from Unifor. And today we have an amazing CX thought leader who is from Melbourne, Australia. He is none other than Ben Mudderham from C Expert. Ben, welcome. Randy, it's great to be here. So I'm so excited you're here. Uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, we've connected via Twitter, via LinkedIn. We've been following each other's uh, social uh, commentary on CX. So it's good to finally meet you and just talk, uh, you know, all about CX. And so today, let's uh, just do a quick introduction on you and then get right into our debunking our CX myth. Yeah. So you are internationally recognized uh, thought leader, corporate advisor, and keynote speaker. You were one of the top uh, ICMI uh, thought leaders in 2022, which is uh, an awesome list to be on. And you have over 30 years experience in customer acquisition, retention, and have led teams even on the client side uh, as a CX practitioner. So really excited uh, that you've joined us today. Yeah, it's great. Uh, did I miss anything? No, 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 no. That's, that, that's uh, nice and concise. Uh, and uh, I've been listening to the podcast and the, and the other amazing guests you have. And it's an, it's an honor to, to be able to join the this, um, the people that you've had on. Yeah, no, we're, we're happy you're here. So we start every podcast with debunking a CX myth. And so today we want to know from you, what is the one CX myth you like to debunk? This is a misunderstanding. It's maybe something you constantly have to repeat. What is that one myth? Yeah, so I've been looking forward to this question. Uh, it's it, the idea that surprising and delighting customers is a sustainable CX strategy. So you, you just can't continually surprise and delight customers. Um, a lot of CX yeah. practitioners talk about surprise and delight. Um, you can do it maybe once, um, but then if, you know it's harder and harder to do it. And, and you eventually start suffering from the law of diminishing returns. So once you've done it once, it then costs more to do it the next time. And then the more to do, more, more again, the time after that, um, surprising and delighting customers starts to cost more than it's worth. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, and I think that uh, it can't be a mission, right? It can't be something that you aspire to, but it's not yeah. realistic for se. Yeah, right? and I think if you, if you ask customers what they wanted, whether it's to be surprised and delighted once or twice, or to get an experience that consistently met their expectations. Um, they'd go for the consistent experience almost every time. And, and that's why I advise my right. clients to, to understand customer expectations and then deliver an experience that consistently, consistently meets their expectations across all channels. Uh, so one of your expertise is uh, employee experience and kind of consulting on, on that end. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, kind of put you into a scenario game. Um, yeah. So you're meeting up with a CX leader or a contact center leader and they come to you and say, we need to improve our employee experience. Where do you start with that? How do you respond to something like that? Yeah, well, first of all, you, 
you, you've got to say, you know, well done on recognising the link between EX and CX and, and the fact that the internal experience is going to determine the external experience. Um, where, where I start with um, whenever I'm researching a company is, is um, the company's purpose. And so if, if they haven't got a clearly defined purpose, um, that's where I tell them to start. So look at, look at the company's, um, you know, why. Simon Sinek talks about finding your why. Um, so why does the company exist? Um, the mission and vision, um, you know, the, 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 the broader reason that, the, you know, what the company contributes to society. So this is the reason that employees are going to get out of bed every day and come to work. Um, it's, it's, it's very, you know, if you nail your why, it's very motivating um, for not just for employees but for customers, um, for suppliers. Um, it's, it's, really, it's a really important thing to have. I mean, you got to nail it, and you also have to communicate it, right? Don't yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great answer, great answer. All right, uh, so on the employee experience, and I think that's, you know, we'll dive into some of this uh, quite a bit in this podcast. Um, empathy is, we could say, is, is overused as well. Uh, we were talking to Sean Nason uh, last week, and uh, that was definitely an overused word, but necessary in terms of yeah. how we communicate and uh, have a sense of self-awareness. Um, but one of the things that I think I'd like to know from you is how can it be leveraged on the employee and, and on the CX side? And is it something that can be taught? Yeah, so uh, empathy, we talk about being able to walk a, a mile in your customer's shoes. And if you're trying to improve a customer's experience, you know, understanding what they're going through, what they're, you know, thinking, feeling, and doing at each uh, at each touch point. Um, you know, that's what we talk about in journey mapping. Um, but um, yeah, having that having empathy certainly helps in that. And in terms of can it be can it be taught? Yeah, it, um, yeah, a lot of it is innate, but yes, it can be taught. And I certainly go through sessions with um, people on the front line to help them. Um, help them be more empathetic and you know you do going through things like training active listening uh and you know customer journey maps are a fantastic way of of training empathy train you know getting people to understand what customers are going through uh at each step in the journey um and you know to help to help frontline staff um understand what customers are going through i i get them to do things like purchase a product or service from the company or report an issue You know, there's nothing like going through that process yourself to help put, to help put you in the customer's shoes, um, and um, and yeah, and in terms of active listening, you know, you're much more likely to empathise with someone when you're really listening to what they have to say rather than thinking about what you're going to say next. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, um, it, uh, yeah. I remember when, when I was in. I mean, I've been in tech for for a long time, and when we were uh, launching a, a product back in the days at, at Handspring, which was uh, a Palm uh, spinoff company. I don't know if you remember those guys. Um, I do. But... Yeah, I had a Palm. A Palm Palm. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And so when we were launching on the Handspring side, that's something that we would all do. We would go through the whole e-commerce checkout and, and purchase it. We would even call up customer service uh, and, 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 you know, on the back end, we'd even listen in on some calls, and I think that really helped give you a better understanding of what all the different players are, mm. and understanding everyone's job. And I think that was definitely helpful. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the value. Uh, clients, 
clients pay me to 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 actually you know mystery shop them. Um, you know, all they need to do is all they need to do is log out of all of their systems and um, you know log in on a um, you know as a as a customer and go through it themselves. They'll they'll see everything I see. Uh, as they do that, it's it's money they could be saving, and it's not it's not it's not expensive to mystery shop yourself. <laughs> I love that mystery shop. Yeah, I've heard that before, but that's a great a great term. I think we'll we'll start using that in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, w- when we talk about bottom line and ROI, uh, EX and CX sometimes are left out of the C suite. Um, mm. You're starting to see a little bit more of the C suite. Being uh, including CX, maybe in the form of like a chief customer officer. Yes. Uh, but wanted to get your thoughts in terms of how does EX and CX kind of how is it prioritized amongst all the other revenue focused priorities? Yeah. So I, I think employee experience has got to be every business's number one priority because happy and engaged employees affect all other parts of the business. And it, and if there's any doubt about that, for any given role in a company. Think about if you put yourself in the shoes of the person who owned the business, ask yourself, would you rather have an unhappy and disengaged individual doing any particular job or someone at the other end of the spectrum? Um, and I think, you know, the, the answer is pretty self-evident um, yeah. in terms of, yeah. And so it's, um, you know, whether it's in sales or even accounts or, you know, even in not, a non-customer facing role, um, you know, you, you will always want someone in there who is, is happy and engaged um, because of the way that they will not only treat um, uh, external customers but also internal customers, um, and it just leads to better culture. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, culture is what makes the business. Uh, it's what you hire on. Uh, it's definitely um, important. It eats strategy for breakfast. Strategy for breakfast. Love that. Um, <laughs> with, a, with a pot of tea. is. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, we uh, scoured the interwebs on your LinkedIn profile, uh-huh. and we saw a question that was asked, and it was, "What legacy do you want to leave in your career?" Yeah. And I, I love that answer. And you got a whole bunch of different responses from your community, which is great. Um, but I wanted to throw it back to you in terms of what legacy should a CX leader leave? Yeah, so uh, I answered in, in that question, I said I'd love to be able to say that I built a business that employees were inspired to work for and customers loved buying from. Um, but, but, you know, for a CX leader, you'd love to think that you could help transform an organisation into one customers love buying from. But the, the truth is, is that 99% of customers don't love buying from any, any organisations. I mean, sure, you've got your, your Harley Davidsons and your Apples and your Ritz Carlton. Um, but for every one of those, there's millions of businesses that cu- customers are pretty indifferent about or even consider yeah. it, it a chore to buy from. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I got a few of those in mind. When you said chore, I'm like, oh, yeah, those ones. Those exactly. Ones. Exactly. Um, I, I once worked for a company where when I walked in the door, their MPS score was so negative so high and negative um that i I built a list of pain points and then created a cx strategy around eliminating those pain points um so using that example eliminating all customer pain might be a great legacy for a cx leader Um, for someone else it might be improving an mps score from negative to positive Um, or it might have something to do with the employee experience you know a good legacy for someone focusing on that 
um, it, you know, might be the long tenure of staff or a thriving community of ex-employees or or a staff ownership scheme where everyone in the company shares shares in its profits. So it all depends on you know the company that you're working for, what you're focusing on, and and the base that you're starting with. I love that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely something to think about. Um, I think in everyone's career. Uh, so those that that are listening in would love to hear what you have to say about this uh, question. What legacy do you want to leave in your career? What will, what will be your legacy in your career? Yeah, uh, I, I just read it. I'm uh, Seth um, Seth Godin just put out a post overnight about uh, you know your your autobiography and you write your autobiography every day. So, um, yeah. you know, that's a similar, similar type of question. You know, what legacy yeah. are you going to leave? You know, what are you going to say in your autobiography? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, is it similar to the question, like, who would, uh, who would actually play you uh, in a movie? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a strong one. Um, all right. So if anybody has a, would like to join in this conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Unifor is on Twitter, at Unifor or use the hashtag CTM podcast. That's conversations that matter podcast, CTM podcast. And let us know what legacy would you like to leave in your career? Mm. Uh, and as always, uh, we want to uh, get going on some rapid fire to learn more, a little bit more about you. These are kind of quick responses. And uh, I think uh, we'll have some good times here. So let's uh, dive into this. Uh, what is one person that you could talk to uh, that if you were calling into a contact center and you had a challenge, you had an issue or a challenge and you needed some help, but this person could solve all that, could ease your pain? This could be a celebrity, a musician, an artist. Um, who, who would that one person be? Who would that one person be? Um, uh, I would have to say... Oh, look, it would be, you know, probably be a, a, could it be a character? Like, um, like I'm, I'm sure. a bit of a Star Trek fan. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Jean-Luc Picard, I think if he, right. I think if Jean-Luc was on the end of a, end of a phone call, I, I would know that he had everything under control. Uh, and, uh, I think if I, even if I was the angriest that I could be, that he would just, uh, <laughs> those dulcet tones of Jean-Luc coming down the line would just calm me right down. Yeah. Yeah. For- for for those that uh, don't see me right now, this is the audio version. I'm uh, uh, I'm uh, fixing my shirt as I was wearing. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. I, was like, I used to watch that uh, all the time. Same. Uh, I I had a year uh, where I was out of a job for maybe about uh, eight months or so, and that's what. And it was at the same time as my brother, and we would watch uh, Star Trek: Next Generation all the time. So yeah, that is uh, yeah. something that's embedded. So I love that. That's that's our first time that we've actually had someone. Uh, list a Star Trek character. So that's that's really cool. All right. Um, what is one thing that keeps CX leaders up at night? Oh, boy. Uh, this, okay. So there's a lot of things that keep CX leaders up at night. But um, uh, I would say, look, maybe demonstrating the value of what they're doing. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's very, um, CX is very much a soft science and, and it's, it's, um, it's tricky to build a business case around what you're doing. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think, um, demonstrating their value to the bottom line. Gotcha. Uh, one thing you wish you had known when you started your career? 
good question. Uh, one thing I wish I'd known for the start of my career. Um, that it's, it, yeah, it's, it, it's okay to be yourself. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, um, it's great. It, there's, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay to be yourself. You don't have to pretend to be anybody else. Just be yourself. And uh, if you're a good person, then that'll shine through. I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, best day. What's your best day? Um, yeah, so um, we <laughs> we bought a puppy last week. So my best oh, day. <laughs> that must have been the yeah. best day, right? My best day starts um, it starts with a walk with the puppy um, and oh, um, awesome. and then, um, you know, chatting, chatting uh, on social media with the CX community around the world before work uh, and uh, and then getting stuck into, uh, a client project, which is just you know fascinating, and and the hours will fly by if if what I'm if I'm loving what I'm doing, and and the work I'm doing at the moment um, is is particularly good. So that's exactly what's happening. So um, I don't even notice five o'clock ticking by, and I'm often still working through to, at seven o'clock doing doing what I'm doing. So yeah, an interesting and you know being able to get some exercise out of the way. Um, you know, collaborating with other people on the other side of the world around CX and, and then doing doing the work that matters. And then repeat. There yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and finally, uh, since you're from Melbourne, uh, well, and I haven't been there, uh, what are top three places to visit Melbourne? And if we, we can say Melbourne or we can say Australia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, you know, Melbourne's got plenty on its own. Um, but... Uh, Okay, yeah, no, let's go Australia. So um, number one in Melbourne is the MCG, the Melbourne Cricket Ground, and it, even though it's the Melbourne Cricket Ground, uh, they play fo- uh, AFL football matches there. So I would definitely recommend going to see an AFL football match there, being surrounded by 100,000 other people uh, and is just an experience in itself. Um, I'd say you probably have to go visit um, Sydney Harbour, um the 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 yeah the the opera house uh, and look at the sydney yeah Yeah. you can't visit australia and not do that uh and the third one i'm going to say is my brother's bar in adelaide (laughs) so he owns he owns a bar called haynes and co uh and if you're ever in adelaide in australia um please go and see him uh he his name's marcus but he calls himself the admiral because it's a it's a it's a nautically themed bar. There's lots of whiskey, lots of rum, lots of gin, and um, yeah, and tell him I sent you. So yeah, they're the three the three places you must visit in Melbourne. It's sorry in Australia. That is in Australia. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, we we have some listeners from Australia and New Zealand, so we'll make sure to uh, put that in the show notes. Yeah, and. Uh, Absolutely. And, code CX. Yeah, and actually um, with, res- with respect to, you know, finding your why, uh, I actually yeah. sent him the, the, the Simon Sinek clip on that just as he was opening up the bar and uh, his, his um, um, catchphrase for the bar is lifting spirits, which, um, you know, he wants people to go in Great. feeling better than, than they left and it's sort of got that double meaning with, uh, with uh, having a drink at the same time. So I, th- <laughs> I think it's a wonderful, exactly. he's done a really good job there. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, kudos to your brother. Awesome. All right. Well, um, love uh, kind of what you've been doing in your career and, and how you're helping clients now. Uh, we wanted to give you the airwaves to tell us uh, how we can connect with you and uh, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's your website. Um, just, yeah. You know, you have the airwaves for about a minute. So please uh, 
tell us uh, the best way to reach out. Yeah, no, no problems, Randy. Thank you. Thank you again for having me on, first of all. Um, if anyone wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, my name is Ben Mottram, M-O-T-T-E-R-A-M for Michael. Uh, that would be, be great to connect with you there. Um, I'm also on Twitter at CXpert, C-X-P-E-R-T, uh, and I do a lot of work on Twitter. Um, and I think that's probably about it. Um, yeah, I, um, and if anyone is looking for, you know, any kind of speaking engagements, I keynote speak, uh, or any consulting engagements, um, yeah, feel free to get in touch with me. I'm happy to, to, um, to talk with you about them. Awesome. All right. We'll put all those in the show notes. Uh, so again, thank you so much for joining us. Randy, thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, everyone. So that's, uh, Ben, and he's uh, shared some great uh, CX nuggets of wisdom, as I say, and I think you've hopefully learned a lot from this. Uh, we want to hear back from you on who our next guest should be and how you thought this conversation went. Always email us at podcast at unifor.com. And without further ado, you guys have a wonderful day. And Ben, you have a great day over in Melbourne. Thank you, Randy. Cheers. All right, cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations That Matter. Subscribe to our podcast for more great content. And if you want to learn more about the topic we discuss, visit unifor.com today.